0: Alrighty, hey, what's up, guys? This is, uh, well, you know it's Joe, it's me. Um, I am here, I'm back in Cleveland. I was in New Zealand uh, for a little, I guess you'd call it a vacation, maybe not uh, a vacation that comes immediately to mind. Did a lot of, uh, excuse me, did a lot of hiking, uh, a lot of driving. Probably drove around 4,000 miles over the course of a month, Um, hiked a whole bunch of different trails. Um, I mostly turned, I'd planned this trip for a long time and I'd planned on many, many like back to back to back multi-day hiking, like three, four nights out in a row. Um, excuse me, but when it, it was funny, once I started to, uh, hike around, I only wanted to spend like one or two nights, uh, in one city or one trail or one spot and then move on and drive on and, uh, drive home. You ain't seen nothing. All right. It's a little Johnny Cash. All right. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to drive on and see other uh, places, so I was really excited for that, um, and that just kind of took me by surprise, so my trip kind of changed a lot from my itinerary, because it was a strong pull on my my, my being, my heart, my wishes, my desires, I guess you'd simply call it, to uh, do other stuff, so uh, it was interesting. Um, tech side, sorry if the recording's a little funny. Uh, my computer is in for repair, so I'm just using my phone. Um, I did a few tests; it sounded okay to me, maybe a little echoey, but uh, I think we're okay. So um, maybe this one will be a touch shorter, soon to bear through all of it. But uh, well, actually, I'm leaving ahead of my brother's pretty soon, so that that's really the time constraint. I'll go as long as I can on this. I don't care how it sounds. Not true, but anyways. Um, <clears throat> so I had this cool idea. I thought it was a cool idea, and I ran it by a couple people, and they were like, "Yeah, that sounds neat." So that that was enough for me to kind of get going and kind of do this as long as it feels uh, right, and I have time for it, and I want to make time for it. But also, I don't want to. I don't want to turn it into something just to do. Anyways, but I wanted the point is I wanted to. Uh, so I kept uh, two different journals, depending on uh, the level of tech I was able to have around me and uh, analog, I was able to have around me. So I wrote in a notebook, and I also used, uh, I journaled on my phone, different thoughts. It wasn't every day, but different thoughts that were going through that day that I kind of wanted to share, or or remember, or just needed to to decompress. Um, So that was, uh, yeah, so I thought it'd be worth sharing, because I thought there were some really cool, at least for me, and I'm assuming I'm not the only one who would benefit from Having hearing this because I'm sure we all have most of us have similar thoughts. Um, so I wanted to share them. So there we go. Um, quick thing overall, uh, I did go to New Zealand traveling solo. I usually have a good buddy, Josh, who hikes with me, but just didn't work out with uh, his schedule to uh, come with. But uh, it's all good hiking solo was a, a different adventure for sure. Different, different ups and downs. Um, I learned a lot about myself, I would say. And it's just there's no one else to make decisions with, which. As a uh, someone who overthinks everything, it's always good to have uh, some level of input. Um, I guess that helps you judge what you feel is right. But it was just me, so I'd, I had to learn some stuff. So that was uh, that was kind of cool. And I uh, yeah, I guess that was the big thing. It was kind of lonely at times, but there are a lot of other travelers who are solos or, or couples, but even a lot of other solo travelers and. Um, if you don't sequester yourself, you stay at uh, even like car campgrounds or hostels or any other campgrounds like on the trail, people um, in that environment usually are cool with opening up. And they're looking for people to talk to as well. So that was uh, that was cool to see. It was cool to find out. So anyways, um, I got to uh, New Zealand on... Let's see, this, uh, my journal says, uh, I'm reading, so I'm starting with my uh, my analog paper journal here. And uh, that's funny, I thought I landed the 9th of January, but this is labeled the 8th. I either got the date wrong or I was confused because it, they're, they're 18 hours ahead. So um, it's currently, I'm doing this in the afternoon, evening right now, this recording. It's 4.35 right now, PM in Cleveland, Ohio. So 18 hours ahead. What is that? 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So I think it's 10.36 a.m. 12, 4. I think it's 10.36 a.m. there on the 17th of February, and today is the 16th of February. So uh, crazy. I mean, not really, but sort of. So anyways, uh, let's start this. Okay, I'm going to uh, start reading. And, um, I'm going to go, I'm already reading and I already have commentary, but I'm just going to read for a bit, uh, comment for a bit or comment first a little bit, then read as I'm reading along with you. Now I have, this is my first time actually going through it. So I might do some, uh, odd pauses, might want to share, might not want to share every single thing, but I kind of do want to share, I think, I mean, I don't know what I would hide at this point, but, um, maybe just for brevity or if there's like name specific stuff that I just don't want to share, but I don't think... I mean, maybe that's in one spot, but hey, um, let's, let's quit, let's quit with all these, uh, these caveats and just get to it, huh? You, you get the gist. All right, so, 1-8-2020, um, which is January 8th, side note, pretty much everybody but America seems to write the day first, then the month, so 8-1-2020 for all you, uh, Europeans, Kiwis, and, uh, everybody not from us. Um, all right, here's what I wrote, um... Yeah, I'll, I'll give some explanation afterwards. Okay, so, Irene at the Backpacker's Lounge was so nice. I called to see if I could stay, and she was so cool about it. I was stressing all day to get things done. Drive, sleep, upset at mistakes, but you took care of it all, Jesus, somehow. Uh, or no, so much. As I wrote. So much. And, and I wrote, thank you. Um, I, t- changed. I took some nice pics tonight outside the lounge. And I wrote the dates. Um... And this was outside of Lake, Tia, uh, outside of Lake Tianu on the uh, Edgewater. Um, yeah, I stayed at a place called the Backpacker's Lounge, and it was like 10 o'clock at night. And um, there was an after-hours number, and it was still light out, so it, felt, it didn't feel late. But, I mean, still 10. People still relatively stick to a schedule. And I called, and Irene answered. And I'm like, hey, like, I just got here because I didn't really know where I was going to stay once I landed. I could have figured it out, but things were just didn't work out that way. Um and uh, she was so nice. She totally understood, and she just told me the, the key com to get it to get a key for the outdoor showers and bathroom, which were really nice. As you say outdoor, you think of an outhouse, but this is basically another little house apart from the main house. So that was really cool. And I just they had a little area where you could just pitch tents and just do your thing. And you can go in, you can do some indoor plumbing, and that was great. So Irene was so nice. Thank you, Irene. Um, if you ever hear this and uh the backpackers lounge in Tianu that was pretty cool um just so i know the backpackers lounge was probably one of the best hostels i stayed in um it was uh yeah aside from the staff being awesome there's there's indoor places too you could stay at i did not i just used my tent um but the lounge area was you know loungy fine just had some books places to sit um I had a fireplace um too hot to use when i was there it was it was summer um, and uh, oh the kitchen area was sweet I mean there's like four no, I like five or six stoves plenty of dishware lots of space to move around between uh, the refrigerator the dry food store pantry for everyone's food and as my first time actually staying at a hostel uh, I didn't even realize you would call that a hostel um, I just got a heard a bad rap from it you know they don't have a necessarily good connotation so I was like, uh, okay, but um, pretty much, I guess the classification of a hostel is every, you know, you got a bunch of people that stay in one room, kind of like a, a big dorm, and like six to ten people, four to ten people, um, and yeah, everything is kind of communal living. It's just communal living with strangers, and depending on the vibe of the place, uh, every place I stayed uh, minus one throughout my trip felt like everyone's going to respect each other we're all here for the same purpose like no one's in like worst case scenario someone steals your food like i did buy a beer and like a bottled beer i did put it in the fridge and i'm like i wonder how long this will last but no one no one stole it so that was cool i was only there one night too not much opportunity anyways side note um yeah so irene was sweet backpackers lounge was sweet um that was uh the day after the day the day that i landed cause i landed in queenstown And I drove two hours, got the car, drove on the other side of the road. That was a brain trip after flying for 28 hours. Um, And, uh, but managed, just took it real slow. Uh, Funny, funny note though, actually. Oh yeah, so hold on, before I get there. So yeah, I went to Queenstown, drove two hours to Tianu. Um, um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that exactly right. Tianu, Tianu, whatever. And uh, yeah, found that place and it was, it was cool. So, um, oh, okay. So the next morning, this isn't in my journal yet, but the next morning was funny. I was starting the Kepler, it's called the Kepler, uh, great walk. And, uh, it was a relatively short first day. So I was taking my time, uh, actually getting to the, to the start of the trailhead of the uh, track. And, uh, I just felt this pull, um, I don't know how to explain it I felt this pull like divine from God spiritually relationally with things that were going on maybe my brain was just moving slow but this pull just to it's like it felt like some, something was telling me to stay longer at the at the lounge place at the uh, edgewater drive and just sit relax and just enjoy the enjoy the water enjoy this lake just enjoy where you are right now instead of trying to enjoy the next thing and that is like two things that I learned a lot you can't enjoy where you are now if you're trying to prep yourself to enjoy the next thing because then once you get to the next thing you're trying to prep yourself to get to do or enjoy the thing after that it's like you never really have a time to catch your breath and enjoy now now the present now you you just don't and I'll have to learn this a lot. I think it's not a one-time thing, but definitely felt a pull just to stay, and literally like a hook to keep me um, to keep me there a little bit longer, and to not stress out. So not to not to feel angst about trying to do the next thing. Um, overall, the whole trip, that was one thing I think I really learned. Um, I feel like uh, God showed me. That's kind of the way I look at it. Um, it's absolutely the way I look at it. It just felt that strong. It felt that divine. Um, whether, yeah, whether the whole, you know where I stand with that. Whoever you want to say speaks to you, yourself, God. Um, not, 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 not in arguing that right now, but, uh, or maybe ever, but um, <laughs> I get distracted so easily. So um, yeah, I just, when I say liter- okay, Ugh, see, like two things come to my mind at once. Alright, I gotta stop caveating everything because I just then derail my thinking. Alright. Um, one thing I learned overall. Just have peace. Don't you you don't need to feel stress in order to think you're successful. That's I, I guess I do that like only when I'm stressed out do I deem anything as like, okay, now that was worth it. Because I associate stress with hard work and I'm really pushing myself towards it, but A certain type or amount of stress is kind of a sign of like, all right, you're at your limit or you're going too far. Yeah, I've learned. Of course you can push through it. No one's questioning that. I'm not questioning that. But it definitely affects then your enjoyment of your present and how you're pulling things, not pulling things, and experiencing um, things, uh, whatever's going on around you. So that's one thing I learned overall. I could probably elaborate on that more later. Um, the second thing, when I said literally a hook was stopping me, <laughs> um, I already had this like feeling in my chest and my heart, and then and then I'm I'm pulling away from the backpackers' lounge in, the, in my rental car, and uh, they have these like so the the quote unquote parking spots, um, you know, it was like a gravel, dirtish kind of kind of that uh, tan, tan dirt, uh, stony. Uh, parking parking lot probably held about four to eight cars on each side and the uh the things that separate the parking spots are basically like handrails like that size of thick pieces of wood and they were hammered down with just like long uh spikes kind of like like lag bolts or something but like spikes on the end maybe they didn't have spikes on the end maybe they're just like lag bolts like someone hammered into the ground to keep the uh the hand the handrails there and like I, I don't know how it wasn't I apparently it was there last night but I didn't notice but one of the hand one of the the lag bolts, the spikes it, it was up like almost out of the ground and some I don't know how this happened somehow it got stuck it passed the bumper got stuck underneath the bumper and there was like this plastic shielding you know on the front of the car on the on the undercarriage to protect it from you know wind rain uh, you know, elements of the road. And this, (laughs) this, uh, this hook got stuck in there and totally, it totally kind of like shredded the underground, uh, the, the undergirding that plastic shielding. And I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. So this thing, so I'm like pulling away. It's making this weird sound. It's kind of like awful. Just like, I guess it's like a scraping sound. And I'm just like, what what is that you know so I get out and I see this hook and now now this handrail thing is like you know all convoluted I've been dragging it and I almost dragged it th- I, if, if I gave it gas it would have dragged through the front of the bumper because I was going in reverse when I was backing out and it, that somehow it caught and I was turning at the same time so it was weird um and if I hit the gas if I were to hit the gas it would have Ripped a whole, it probably would have ripped the whole front bumper off to be honest because those things, you know, it was a small car, like the smallest Toyota they had at the rental company. <clears throat> and uh, it probably would have ripped the bumper off or at least done some heavy damage, which that would have sucked to pay for because I didn't get the um, included insurance. <laughs> uh, you don't have to. And so, uh, but that would have been two grand out of my pocket if I really screwed that up. But New Zealand two grand. So it's like sixteen hundred in US. Fifteen hundred? Fifteen hundred. Uh it's two thirds. Two thirds. Whatever that is. So can't do math right now. Um yeah, seven hundred, fourteen hundred. So uh right. All right, we're gonna keep going. But so like that was this feeling. I was like I was like, Jesus, are you are you you're like literally keeping me here? Like so that just maybe that was a good thing. It helped me keep my eyes open for the rest of the day, uh, the rest of the trip probably on so on on a lot of levels um to pay attention to hear to see what what God is doing next where 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 God is where where the flow is that's that's another thing I've I learned a lot like life is flow it's i mean a lot of people um from a lot of different faith traditions uh have said like life is kind of like a river you know um and, like I felt that a lot more um through this trip, and I don't see why it would change back to a day to day daily grind go to work. It just would look different. I'm guessing, I'm not sure yet, I'm still kind of riding the high of coming back, so um haven't started work yet, but uh yeah, like i it's it's good to plan, we need to plan I'm not saying i'm I'm definitely still saying to plan, but life is weird, like one of my prayers was. Help me to live in right relationship with everything. Like energy, paying attention, energy flow. Like it seems like everything is alive on some level. And there's like this relationship. I know that might sound weird and strange, but just just keep listening and it might make sense. So yeah, that was one of my prayers. Um, and like sometimes like, okay, so planning is great and kind of just listening, seeing, waiting, hearing, Perceiving what might be next is really good and needed. And at different times in life, I would guess, at this point I would say sure of, but I feel like I'm never sure of anything at this point. Um, in a good way, in a learning way, hopefully. Sometimes the percentage of going with the flow might be 10% and planning is 90%. And maybe the next hour or the next day, the next week, whatever, it's like going with the flow has got to be like 90, 95%, and planning is 10% or 5%. Like, we want to make a hard and fast rule of like, how much do I plan? How much do I just kind of see what happens? Um, Do like, and how much, yeah, how much do I perceive? How much do I wait? How much do I force things to happen? Um, That's always changing. I think I need to be, I know I need to be more um, aware of that, conscious of it, perceptive of it. So, um, that was, that was a big overall thing that I learned. Um, that was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, we're 20 minutes in here roughly, and I think we have time for one more day. I don't think it's super long. Um, and so we'll see what happens. So at this point, uh, it's, uh, this is, uh, the 10th of January. So the next day, um, well, I said the last one was the 8th I really think that was the 9th So this is the 10th of January, the next day um, I remember, so I started the Kepler I think I started around the Rainbow Rainbow Park lot or whatever I parked the car there, I guess I can't remember And then I just hiked I think it was only a 4 hour day But um, I remember I didn't eat yet that day Because I didn't do anything active And I like to only eat when I'm active um, As much as I can And, uh, but so I was like feeling like, really dead tired. Um, I was just like every, every step was really hard. So there was this like control gate area cause it was over a river and I guess, so the river doesn't flood the lake. Um, which actually did happen before I left, before I left New Zealand. Um, I wasn't there at that one place, but there's some bad flooding there, destroyed some stuff. But anyways, um, here's what I wrote. Um, thank you for the break and food by the control gate. I didn't know I needed that. That was it. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty it. But it, it hit me enough to be like, dang, I, I really, I really needed that. Um, the, the thought that I had behind this, um, I think was, um, <laughs> I kind of didn't plan on this, but apparently, um, with going a little slower, enjoying where you are, enjoying the present without trying, you know, not planning so much for the future that you miss the present, um, um. I didn't know how much I needed that rest at the control gate, and that was huge. Um, that's something also that I tried and did, and to take with me throughout the trip. And I will do it um, when I'm back here. Um, I'm sure, you know it won't be perfect, of course. I'm not trying to do say it's going to be amazing all the time, but uh, I need I will do that. I, I need to know when I, I need. I almost need to take rest before I realize I need rest. Um it's almost like living by a clock or a routine in a way before you like kind of crash so once you crash things are a little too late, you know what I'm saying so um that that was so that was one ten uh that's about January tenth so that's about it um and so we'll move on to uh this okay this is one twelve so two days later um at this point as I'm reading it um I would have. Let's see. I would have finished the Kepler, and I remember it was raining this day, and so I drove from the Kepler to a, the Hollyford, the start of the Hollyford, uh, to a to a campsite right near the beginning of the Hollyford track. Um, man, in my mind's eye, they're really close, but now that I'm trying to picture the map, so Hollyford is up north on the road leading to Milford Sound. And I believe the Kepler must be further south below... Yeah, okay, yeah, the Kepler starts kind of near Tianu, and the Hollyford start of the Hollyford is closer to... It's about two hours away, roughly, um, north on the only road that goes that way. So um, it was raining that day. I think I was going to start the next day um, and so I, I would have started the 13th probably, um, I'm, I'm going forward. So then my next journal entry should be the 14th, um, yeah. So we'll just read here and assume this is all going to make sense and, uh, we'll go from there. So, um, there's a campsite, uh, before the Hollyford, like I said, um, and that's where I stayed. So remember it'd been raining all day. So I was really thankful for this place because I slept under a roof. Uh, it was a dorm, it was a dorm style. Um, it wasn't a hostel. It was like this weird eclectic campsite. It was actually, it was cool, but just like, these are people like off the grid. Like, let me tell you, like they had signs all over. Like it's almost, it's almost like super conservative, um, like America, like stay out in the boonies, like fend for yourself. Um, you know, do everything yourself. Like it's all, it's all self-sufficiency. Um, sorry for if you live on the boonies in here, there's no insult. Just trying to get a feel for this place. Just an eclectic group of stuff. Old thing for, well, I'll get to it. We'll just read it. So, um, stay at gun camp. Really neat place. Wash basin. Uh, I did laundry in a wash basin where it actually had the roller. So like, you know, you, you do your clothes, you put the soap in there, you know, Swish, swish, wash, wash, rinse, rinse, and then you, you roll it out, and then you hang your clothes up. So I uh, used that because something some things smelled pretty bad, and I had the time. Um, I met Jordan and Alicia from Sydney. We talked for a while over dinner. He was really nice and kind. It was cool to meet them. Not sure what to do today. The weather is gloomy. Don't really want... Oh, so this would have been... Yeah, so it was raining the 11th then. This is the 12th. The weather is gloomy. Don't really want to do Hollyford, but my root burn isn't available for a while. So the next track I was going to do was the root burn, Great Walk, and you have to book these campsites. It's just a campsite, but you have to book them so far in advance. Um, And the weather was just pretty crappy. And I was nervous that I couldn't do the root burn because I had nowhere to stay obviously, because campsites would have been full, or the camp warden would have been like, him, move along, you know, so that's that's the deal there. So the weather is gloomy, didn't really want to do Hollyford, but my root burn isn't for a while. Do I drive back to Tianu, which is two hours away, to the visitor center? Do I just do it? That is the Hollyford. Thanks. Um, oh, thinking of starting with Lake Marion and going from there. Jesus the Christ, what is on your will to do, uh, what is your desire today? And I said, uh, help, i got to turn the page, turn the page, okay, help me to keep seeing and trusting how you're taking care of everything, because I was seeing that up to this point, it really felt like it. Um, I prayed for my friends, and yeah, so I took that time to pray, wrote some people down, um, lots of people, apparently, a lot of people are on my mind, oh, even those people, that's cool, so I'm still going, lots of people, from all walks of life, from, uh, Cleveland, to BG, to college, from old church, wow, cool, all right, sweet, um, a lady that I met, uh, Loretta, uh, on the trail at the Kepler yesterday, um, she was from Canada, she was really cool, I actually, uh, Ran into her several other times later on throughout the trip. That was pretty neat, and that that was kind of, that was definitely a godsend too. It's like a confirmation of like, I don't know. Confirmation is a good word and not complete for what I'm trying to describe. It just it, it was a reminder that like God's like yeah, of course I'm here. Uh, what you're doing is right. Yeah, it, it was just it was very very comforting. Um, so thank you, God and Loretta. Um. Yeah, Loretta's from Canada. And a bird lady. I talked to her. She was into birds. All right. Um, oh, still praying for people, I guess. The staff at GUN. Uh, thank you for their kindness and helpfulness. Um, uh, I pray for some kind of internet to plan for today. Because once you drive out of Tianu about 20 to 30 minutes, uh, there's there's no internet. There's no cell. You can't do anything. And so it's really hard to then plan the next leg, I mean, I had a plan, but I wanted to change things up, because the weather was not cool, and I was like, crap, I can't really do anything, so, um, you know, I wanted, uh, I prayed for some kind of internet to plan today, check bookings, and rearrange stuff, because that's what I wanted to do, I wanted to do the Rupert and I wanted to change the bookings, if I could, but I couldn't, because it was full, um, and that's fine, but, uh, okay, I mean, that, that was the, so that was the, uh, that was the 10th, um, Oh no, no! Sorry, what did I say? The 12th. That was the 12th, um, which would have been the day after I finished the Kepler. Um, all right, a couple notes. Uh, the Kepler overall was really good, a uh, really good hike. Uh, it was super, not super, pretty windy and foggy uh, in the highest alpine sections, which it was still really nice to see, but would have been a totally different view and much, much better view if the weather was nice. But apparently it rains in the fjordlands, which is uh, kind of southwest, south um, of New Zealand, um, 250 days a year. So <laughs> it's going to be cloudy a lot <laughs> um, and rainy. So I guess that's just to be expected. Um so I finished, the Kepler was cool. And then I remember this day, I did end up do hiking in the, it was just kind of drizzly and gloomy. I did go up to Lake Marion. Um, it was three hour there and back. Um, it was it was nice. It was cool. You got up to the lake and it was still cloudy. It was a nice lake with a mountain, like right on the edge of the, of the far side of the lake. Um, I have some photos, but it was just, it was gloomy. You know, it is gloomy. You're hiking in a drizzle. You're like, no, nothing seems amazing, you know, right then and there. So, um, but it was cool. Um, I'm not sure what I did the next day for my journal entry does not continue then until the 14th. Um... I think I ended up staying at a campsite that night. I'm reading the 14th. I'm going to pause and start a new episode um, starting with the 14th because I would kind of want to combine. I have I, I looked ahead a little bit. I have some analog uh, entries and some digital entries um, on my phone. And since I'm on my phone right now, I'm going to wait till my computer's back. So or find some other device. So I can read from the digital and analog version. And we will uh, see which... I'll try and determine which one I wrote first. Maybe I went back and forth. Who knows? But I'm um, just reading a little bit from the 14th. So the 12th or 13th, I stayed at a campsite. Um, I remember feeling pretty gloomy that day. Um, because I feel like all my plans were going to shit. <laughs> and uh, I felt stuck at this point. Um, it took me a while to realize this. But I felt stuck in Tianu. And I was like... WTF, man, like, I thought I could do stuff, and now I can't, and I remember doing so much driving back and forth to be like, what can I do now? It's raining, but I needed internet, I needed to look around more, because I didn't know what was right around me, and I didn't just kind of want to do stuff just to do it, I kind of wanted to do it and see some good things, you know, sights, and mountains, and rivers, or mostly mountains, and in good weather, and if I did it, in the bad weather, I wasn't going to do it again, most likely. And, uh, so yeah, I just felt stuck as doing like all this driving. I was just frustrated. Um, so that that sucked, but, um, everything worked out amazing. So I'm going to, uh, you know, call this one a wrap. Um, this is New Zealand Journal part one. Um, maybe there's a subtitle, maybe not. Maybe you'll just have to listen to it. Uh, if I think of something for this subtitle, I'll do it so sweet all right well hey um hope uh you're getting something out of this hope you can uh, jive with some things hope it speaks to you and um just so you know i was uh traveling uh i returned february 15th maybe 16th something like that and uh yeah, i think it was the 15th at 8 o'clock i landed in cle that's cleveland ohio um yeah, so there's there's a quite a bit of journals, entries. There'll probably be... I don't know, though. I didn't like journal every single day. So there might be... I'm guessing between, like... I actually have no idea. Between 3 to 10 episodes based around this New Zealand Journal stuff. So we'll just... Uh, and I don't know how much I want to commentate on it. So we'll see where this goes. But I feel like this is a good thing. Kind of fun. And... Uh, that's it. That's all, folks. Glad you're here. And peace out. Bye. Oh, wait, one more thing. I just want to add the people in uh, New Zealand overall were really kind. I feel like they were a lot nicer. And in less. I feel like the culture was less of a rush. Less hurry, more chill. And I feel like that led to kind of better interpersonal communication to use a more formal term but um a less formal term would just be friendly <laughs> I feel like people were much friendlier uh to each other to strangers uh granted I talked to a lot of people who were also on holiday um as everyone else in the world seems to call it Americans call it vacation and uh but even the workers at like gas stations or stores um you know depending on their age, you know, young kids are still young kids, and you still got jerks and a-holes here and there, but overall, there was definitely a, there's definitely a, uh, like, I see you, like, what's going on, man? I know we're talking for a very short time, but that doesn't mean our short interaction needs to be unmeaningful. So, uh, that was cool, and that, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty common. So that was sweet. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, all right, now, oh, so I wanted, that came to mind because as I was saying bye, it's just being in New Zealand, being solo, it forced you to talk to people. Not that I had trouble talking with people, but like I wanted my the inflections of my speech to be positive from the start. So, and my finishing, like my bye, like when I said bye, like I want there to be like, there's life like I want there to be life in every word, in every conversation. And 90% of that isn't, I, I really hope I, isn't what you say, but how you say it. You know, it's almost like all of communication is how you say it. Like 99%, not what you say. um And I was, yeah, it's something I will remember and want to um, integrate more in my life. So, um... That's what my previous and first goodbye led me to think. So now here's the second and possibly final goodbye. All right. Love you all. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, I do. Okay.